This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, before we get to our next topic, uh, this just in and newly released court documents uh, related to that bread fixing scandal that we uh, know about now show uh, that according to the Competition Bureau, at least seven companies, including Canada's three major grocers, committed indictable offenses under the Competition Act. We're going to be following up on that tomorrow. So um, I know a lot of our listeners were really perturbed about that story, fixing the price of bread. And now to generic drugs. Yesterday, Canada's generic drug industry agreed to cut prices between 25 and 40 percent for provincial and public drug plans. They made this promise in exchange for suspending open tenders for five years. Uh, This is obviously good news for taxpayers, but will it have a direct effect on you? Will it bring down the cost of drugs not covered by the agreement and for people who are not covered by public plans? And for that matter, for employers who pay for drug plans. Uh, want to hear from you. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now uh, let's go to the country's foremost expert on drug plans, Dr. Steve Morgan of the University of British Columbia. Hi, Steve. Hello there. Okay, so uh, first of all, were you surprised by this agreement? Uh, not surprised that it came, uh, in part because uh, some uh, listeners will recall last summer uh, the province of Quebec had threatened that they were going to subject the generic manufacturers to competitive price bidding for the Quebec drug plan, and that resulted in the province of Quebec getting a very uh, good deal, I guess, from the generics basically saying, we don't want to compete on price. How about we all lower our prices? In the Quebec case, it was about 38% on average, and and you don't run make us you know bid <laughs> to supply to the province. So once that happened in in the summertime in Quebec, we knew every other province was looking at that deal, saying, well, if you're going to give Quebec 38 percent, you better give us something. So negotiations clearly were underway. In fact, many of us in the field thought there would have been an announcement late last year. I, I suppose things got uh, um, tied up in, in negotiations. But it's not surprising that they've done this. What is surprising is that the provinces apparently have agreed that they won't subject manufacturers to competitive pricing for a full five years. Oh, okay. It's a long time to uh, basically delay a process which we know will save Canadians uh, many times more money than they're promising to save us with this deal. So, well, if there were open tenders, how much do you think the price break would have been? Well, we, I just did some math, actually, over the last 24 hours on the, on the drugs that, that they've listed the new negotiated prices for. So there's about 174 products that they've listed these new lower prices that are going to save Canadians, they say, about $300 million a year on um, the cost of the generics that are being purchased. Um, I, I was able to look to New Zealand, a country that uses a national, very transparent bidding process, for generic supply, 
And so for 99 of those products, I could find the New Zealand price and compare it to the Canadian price. And? In only nine of those cases, well, less than one in ten, did we find or could I find that the Canadian price was actually lower than the New Zealand price. In 90 of the 99 cases, it was uh, much lower in New Zealand than it is in Canada. And on average, it was approximately 72% lower in New Zealand than these new supposedly low prices for Canadians that we just we missed seventy two percent lower than the old price or than the forty percent off seventy two percent lower than the the new price wow we won't even get until April so I mean that to give you perspective that's like you know Canadians paying roughly three and a half times as much as we need to uh, for these drugs because we're not man- requiring the manufacturers to truly compete in price, which is that as we, we're not putting it out to a competitive tendering process to secure you know, better prices and better supply of medicines. And uh, do you have any insight, any ideas as to why this is? I mean, if, if as proven by New Zealand and other places, I might add, that, that a tender process was the best way to go, why, why didn't we do that? Yeah, you know, I think it comes down to uh, political expedience, and I I don't mean this in a negative way. Um, Governments uh, love to take credit for things that go right, but they hate to be liable when things go wrong. And so negotiating a deal like they did with the manufacturers sounds like lots of savings. The sound bites are there hundreds of millions in savings in the short term, potentially three billion in the long term. It all sounds good. And there's only an upside because they they can just announce this deal and there's no management to be done after it's been announced. If you went forward with a tendering process, government would have to trust itself. It would have to trust its own bureaucrats to run the process effectively and to take responsibility for its success. Again, every other system in the world that does tendering shows that it works. Even every Canadian hospital buys its drugs on tenders. Our Canadian blood services buys on tenders. We buy our, our vaccines and public health supplies on tenders. We know it can work, but it means the government has to take responsibility, and that puts them in some political risk. Okay, uh, let's go to consumers now. I mean, uh, we know it will save us money as taxpayers, but uh, will it affect the cost of drugs uh, that, for people who are not on a public drug plan? Well, I think in some jurisdictions, the answer will be yes. And I, uh, the way that Ontario has historically worked its pricing of generic drugs, it has basically said, we want to make sure on, all Ontarians get these deals. Um, other jurisdictions may not be as strict and so might allow a manufacturer to tra- charge a private insurance company or let the retailer, I should say, the pharmacy charge another insurance company more than they charge the public program. But in, in some provinces, we expect it will play out that consumers will save. And of course, in Ontario, it's interesting to note that now that there is OHIP Plus, which is the public drug plan for people under the age of 25, and there's OHIP for people over the age of 65, um, it is a shrinking percentage of the population in Ontario that has to pay for their drugs themselves or through insurance anyhow. So this is, in Ontario and in a few other jurisdictions, clearly a good deal. It's just that many of us who study pricing of medicines think the deal could have been far better if we had finally made manufacturers compete. Yeah, it's interesting that yesterday after this came out, some of the companies issued, you know, warnings on their stock price because 
you know, notably Loblaw, which owns Shoppers Drug Mart. Yeah, and, and that's part of the subtext of this particular pricing um, paradigm in Canada. It's actually not necessarily the generic companies that, that run to the bank with the extra uh, profit from higher prices in Canada. The retail, the retail pharmacies in Canada have tremendous market power insofar as they make manufacturers of the generics compete in price to supply their shelves, but they don't pass those savings on to consumers. They pass it on to their shareholders or to their you know, private owners of, of the stores. So not surprising, actually, it's the retailers that, that warned this could hit our bottom line. And certainly, if we had a tendering process, um, it would have hit the bottom line of retailers even more. But that shouldn't strike uh, fear in the hearts of Canadians because we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 30% more pharmacies per capita than even the United States does. So we d- we're not really short on pharmacies in this country. Okay. Uh, Steve, can you hang on? We have to take a quick break. A very interesting conversation on new prices for generic drugs. We'll be right back. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, I am on the line with Dr. Steve Morgan from UBC. He is the expert on drug plans, talking about a deal to see the price of generic drugs uh, for public and uh, provincial drug plans go down by 25 to 40 percent. He says it could have been a lot more. Uh, We don't have a lot of time left, Steve, but your own work has shown that... uh, the people who have the big problem with drug prices or the biggest problem are those, you know, who are in their 50s and early 60s, don't quite qualify for a provincial drug plan, uh, and uh, they're getting to the point where they may have health conditions. Uh, yeah, so- absolutely. I think one of the key things to note about this policy is, is in, as helpful as it is to lower the cost of medicines that Canadians are paying um, one of the things that we know from literally dozens of, of well-conducted studies is that um, when patients have to pay the cost themselves without insurance to help out, they end up skipping prescriptions. And unfortunately for all of us, that sometimes means they skip the prescriptions that are m- most likely to keep them healthy in the long run. That only not only hurts their health uh, in terms of their well-being, but also has an implication in terms of increased use of hospital services and other health care that we all pay for. So I was encouraged when this news came out about the generics that the health minister of Ontario said, look, this is, this is a good example of provinces working together, but it's a stepping stone toward more universal coverage so we can fill those gaps where in Ontario, if you're working age, you still are vulnerable to having to bear the cost of your medicines and possibly having worse health as a result. Okay, Dr. Steve Morgan, thank you so much for that. Very interesting conversation. Thank uh, you. That is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Uh, Remember, uh, while we were on air, we learned that Doug Ford will be with us on Monday. Uh, Now it's all the time we have for Fight Back for today, and we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.